If you turn with me, please, to Psalm 103. One of my desires in going through this psalm and reading it, uh, at least these uh, first five verses every time I uh, go through this, is that it's possible that we could memorize it together. If you haven't memorized it already, it's a beautiful psalm, and we sing it often, as we should. This is the word of God. Psalm of David. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Well, we saw some weeks ago in the first benefit here, the first benefit listed in uh, verse 2 and verse 3, that David experienced the grace of God's forgiveness. And we have experienced God's forgiveness, and we should often praise the Lord that uh, he has forgiven us, and thus we should be forgiving people. And then secondly, the second benefit is, and the second blessing is that the Lord heals us. He is our healer. He heals our diseases. And we can bless the Lord for the benefit of being healed and restored by Jehovah Rapha, the Lord Jesus Christ, by whose wounds we have been healed. And then today we're looking at the benefit uh, that the Lord redeems us. The Lord is our redeemer and he redeems our lives from destruction. And that word destruction in, in various versions, it says from destruction in New King James, but other versions says uh, he redeems our lives from the pit or from the grave or from hell. And the Lord alone redeems us from that eternal destruction, the destruction of body and soul in hell. In Luke 1, Near the end of Luke 1, Zacharias was filled with the Holy Spirit at the coming of the Lord Jesus. And he said, Blessed is the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people. Praise God. He has visited and redeemed his people. Praise God that the Lord Jesus came to redeem his people. And blessed be the Lord God that we have been redeemed from the just penalty of our sin. Now, redemption, you know the word redemption, uh, implies a cost. There's a cost to redeem something. And uh, it's often the word that is also used is ransom. In Hebrews 9, it says, without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sins. There's no remission. In Ephesians 1, it's speaking of the Lord Jesus. In him, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. So our redemption is through the blood of the Lord Jesus. The blood of the Lord Jesus, the sinless sacrificial lamb was shed to atone for us. He came as a man to give his life for us. Greater love has no man than this. Now the word redemption uh, is also used often when you're talking about a slave, buying a slave out of slavery, when someone uh, buys their freedom for them. We could not free ourselves from slavery to sin. We had to be delivered from that bondage, and the only payment acceptable to our Father in heaven was the sacrifice of his son. His blood shed for us, his death. I was thinking about the book of Ruth uh, as I was working uh, through this. And in the, in the book of Ruth, we see a beautiful picture of redemption by the kinsman redeemer. Kinsman redeemer. Now that term, the kinsman redeemer, uh, 
that person had the privilege and the responsibility of uh, acting on behalf of a relative, a close relative, who was in trouble or in danger or had need uh, to, to rescue them and to deliver them. That was their, their job. And one example of that is in Leviticus 25. It says, if one of your brethren becomes poor and has sold some of his possessions, so he had to sell land because of his poverty, and if his redeeming relative comes to redeem it, then he may redeem what his brother sold. So in the book of Ruth, you know the story. Ruth went uh, on the threshing floor there, went to uh, Boaz, one of uh, two people, or two relatives who could redeem her as a kinsman redeemer. And then Ruth asked Boaz to essentially protect her, to redeem her, and, and to make her his wife. In Ruth chapter 3, it says, Now it happened at midnight when, that, when the man, that is Boaz, was startled and turned himself, and there a woman was lying at his feet. And he said, Who are you? So she answered, I am Ruth, your maidservant. Take your maidservant under your wing, for you are a close relative. Take your servant under your wing, for you are a close relative. You are my kinsman redeemer. And, and we, who are now called the bride of Christ, are redeemed from destruction and have become the Lord's people because he has taken us under his wing. And he's enabled us to come to him in repentance and faith, to come to him as our kinsman redeemer, to be saved from destruction. Our Lord Jesus is our kinsman redeemer, the only one who could satisfy the demands of the law for us. In Romans 3, it says, we are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God set forth as a propitiation by his blood. And again, we are redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. We have a substitute who went to the pit for us and gave his life as a ransom for us. Charles Spurgeon said it this way, Glory be to our great substitute who delivered us from going down into the pit by giving himself to be our ransom. Redemption will ever constitute one of the sweetest notes in the believer's grateful song. Yes, I believe so. As we sing, we sing every week, we sing of our redemption. Not maybe using those words, but we sing. Each week we're reminded of the redemption of the Lord Jesus Christ through his precious word and through many of the songs we sing and then uh, certainly through the table of the Lord, the communion at this table. And we can and we always will sing praise to the Lord for redeeming us in, in heaven. In Revelation 5, it says, The saints in heaven sing this to the Lord, For you were slain and have redeemed us to God by your blood. Praise God that we can sing that. And today, we are going to sing, I will sing of my Redeemer. And if you look at pages 22 and 23, uh, this is short, I don't often do this, but this is essentially a, a poem, a beautiful poem. I'd like to read it through quickly. Every verse of this focuses on our Redeemer. I will sing of my Redeemer and his wondrous love to me on the cruel cross he suffered from the curse to set me free. I will tell the wondrous story how my lost estate to save in his boundless love and mercy he, the ransom, freely gave. I will praise my dear Redeemer his triumphant power, I'll tell how the victory he giveth over sin and death and hell. I will sing of my Redeemer and his heavenly love to me. He from death to life has brought me, Son of God, with him to be. 
Praise God. We can rejoice in that. I wanted to fix that in our minds a little more so that we sing, when we sing at, at the end of the service, uh, we will think of those words a little more and who we are singing it to. And we are going to partake of this table now. Let's, as we do so, let's each bless the Lord for the benefit of being ransomed from destruction by our only Redeemer, by our kinsman Redeemer, the Lord Jesus Christ, and by his atoning blood. Let's pray. Our Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we bow before you to give thanks that you have redeemed us from certain destruction by the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. And oh, that we would daily remember the cost of our redemption, the only ransom acceptable as payment for being lawbreakers, and never take for granted that we have been justified freely by your grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. May we sing with wholehearted love and gratefulness that you were slain and have redeemed us to God by your blood. We bless you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and we praise you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. <laughs>